You're listening to Strictly Anonymous on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your grief flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey, welcome to Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. Uh, my podcast now, I always say like, if you haven't subscribed, subscribe. If you want to follow me on Twitter, follow me on Twitter, Strict Anonymous, also Strict Anonymous on Instagram. Uh, I'm on YouTube now and I love being on YouTube because I hear from a lot of people. They make comments and I chat with them about stuff. And I love that. I love hearing from people who listen to my show. Um, so I'm on YouTube now and I'm looking to get a shit ton of followers over there. So if you can follow me, subscribe on uh, YouTube, subscribe here on whatever app you're listening to my podcast on. Uh, subscribing does get you the episodes like right into your phone, like ASAP. I think a couple of days, sometimes like a day earlier. Um, I have a couple of things I want to talk about. I'm trying to start. I, I literally, I've been doing my show for five years and it's about time I fucking make a penny off of it. <laughs> I've never make it, made a dime. I've been doing this all for free, uh, but I'm looking to monetize my, you know, my show. <laughs> Is that correct grammar? And uh, so I'm setting up a Patreon. That's going to be really interesting. Uh, right now I have a donate button I added to my website. If you want to donate to the show, I really would appreciate it. It's become like a full-time job for me now, just because like I said, I've been doing it for five years and I have so many people listening and I have to schedule and I have to tape a million episodes and then I have to edit and then I have to reply to everyone that's emailing me and I love doing all that stuff and I want to continue to do it, but I need a little help. So if you want to donate to the show, you can go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on donate. I also added a form to my website. Um, it's going to be a place where everybody who comes on my show, I'm going to let them go there and talk to people. Um, and people will be able to talk to each other, people who listen to my show, people who've been on my show. Uh, I created a place on my website, a form where everybody could go on and sign up and talk to each other. So you could go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on forum uh, to go and chat with people about the episodes there. Or you could go to the Reddit page. There's a link on my website for that. Or you could go to YouTube and make comments uh, on the videos. I reply to people there as well. If you want to be on the show, this is a call and advice show. I say it's a call and advice show, but most of the time I have people calling me, uh, calling in just to talk about their secret naughty lives. Uh, a lot of times people are calling in because they want advice. I give unprofessional advice while you remain totally anonymous. If you want to be on the show, send me an email at strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com or go to strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. Uh, what else? Today I have on a guy named Rick. Now I have so many podcasts taped. I keep forgetting to air people. I forget who I've taped and who I haven't aired yet and all that stuff. And I totally forgot about this guy. I only taped him a couple of weeks ago, but it's really a super interesting story. He's a nudist. And my idea of what a nudist was and what a nudist does was, uh, what I thought was right or like it, it was just so wrong uh, in relation to this guy's experience as a nudist, right? 
uh, for me, I think of nudists, I think of nude beaches and I've been to one and I got, I got a sort of vibe of the whole world that goes on there. Right. But he does a whole, he does uh, the nudist thing in a whole different way that exists. That's out there that, you know, people that are involved in it know about, but most people won't. And if you're like me and you don't know about it, which will be the majority of people, you're going to find it fucking fascinating because not only is he a nudist and he likes to be nude out there, he goes to these nudie swim parties and there's this whole black and white, big black cock, little white dick, subservient master kind of scenario going on that he is totally into and all the other guys that are there are totally into. Um, And you just got to hear him explain it because he really puts the pieces together and explains why it turns him on, why it probably turns other people on. He talks about nude walking. They call them walkers. I never knew about this. There's like a nudie walking thing that goes on and the people that do it, they call them quote unquote (laughs) walkers. Um, he talks a lot about the shrinkage and why that gets him turned on. He likes when he shrinks and looks like he has a really small dick compared to the other guy's really big dicks at the party. <laughs> I don't want to give too much away. I mean, you have to ha- hear him talk about it. Cause like I said, it's like so fascinating. It's something I had never heard of. And when he wrote in and said he was a nudist, I had a totally different idea of how the call was going to go. And everything he brought up surprised me. Um, And it will most likely surprise you too, because I don't think the majority of people even know that this whole world exists. So anyway, I'm going to be right back on with Rick. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly? and be on the show. Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous. Uh, Hey, Rick. Welcome to Strictly Anonymous Podcast. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Are you nude right now? Because... (laughs) My son, just so you know, my son has been a nudist this whole quarantine. He's like four years old and he refuses to put on, on clothes. And I've been joking saying, oh, he's like a future I, nudist because he just loves to be naked all. And I let him, you know, whatever. We're quarantined. We have no place to go. But that's your deal. For the past like 30 years, you wrote in and told me that you're, you've been a nudie nudist, right? And it's sort of progressed and went into different directions and stuff. And I was a little excited because... I don't know if you heard me ever talk about this on my show before, but I did have a boyfriend when I was like really young who went, took me to a, a nudie beach like a couple times, you know, and I just saw that there was a whole, oh, no, yeah, there was a whole world, you know, which I never got into. I don't like getting involved in any kind of world other than my own fucking world. But I, I, I would love to get all this sort of information from you, right? Because you've been living as a nudist for a really long time, right? When did it start for you? Sure. Um, it actually, the interest and in it started when I was probably 12 or 13, uh, mm-hmm. watching those Cinemax Showtime movies, uh, these kind of softcore movies after dark uh-huh. and this one scene where these two women were out as black Emmanuel is the name of the movie, but, uh, these two women were out on the African Savannah and one of them was taking pictures and then the other kind of snuck off behind her and when the other one turned around with the camera 
the one that snuck off kind of flashed her. And immediately I was like, oh, she just, fla-, you know, as a 12-year-old, I was like, oh, my gosh, she just flashed this woman. Mm-hmm. And that was exciting. And then the girl, the camera ran over and proceeded to take the other girl's clothes off and started taking pictures. And then the other girl started just kind of running around, having her picture taken, and she got further and further away from her clothes, and that was exciting to me. Then they both ended up being nude and uh, having uh, pictures, you know, uh, self-timers taken of themselves. And I just remember thinking, oh, they are totally exposed. Like, if someone were to come up and see them, they were so far away from their clothes, there's nothing that they could do but just be nude and be seen. And that really excited me, and that's what started me having a fascination with being nude outdoors. Right, and being seen, or maybe possibly being seen. Now, did you start to go to nude beaches? Like, was that the first way you got into it, or were you were there no beaches around? Like, how did you first start? Like, uh, there, there's there were no beaches. There's no beaches around where I am. I'm in the southeast, and there's, uh-huh. no, there's no legal nude beaches. Um, I was not aware of any nudist clubs. Um, at the time, but as throughout middle school, high school, and college, I would find places where I could sneak off in the woods and strip and walk around, and uh, that kind of that was my kind of fix. And then uh, eventually, I wanted a little more, and so I did find a nudist campground that was near that was nearby, and uh, it it was all male and. But I didn't really care because I just wanted to be nude. Right. It was more about you being nude. Even when you were watching those girls, it wasn't like you were seeing them. It was about you being them, right? And being in that position was the turn on, right? Correct. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. And so I went to that nude camp that was about an hour away. And unfortunately, since it's closed down, but I did go a few times and I would make myself a little dares to walk you know, walk to the pool so I could be seen. Yeah. You know, make sure I were to go up and start, start small talk with people. And, uh, you know, and that was that was my excitement of standing there totally nude in front of somebody talking. Mm-hmm. And uh, a, few, a few years later, I found another nudist resort that with, uh, near where I lived. So I went there and, you know, I did the same thing. It, this, this was a co-ed. This was a co-ed campground. Right, men and women. And, uh, mm-hmm. I just, again, I would, yeah, there were women. Uh, mostly it was men, but there were there were women there, and uh, it was it was just great. Um, and, you know, contrary to what people might think, just sunning nude. I mean, it's kind of boring. It's just like sunning at a pool. You know, you're just laying there nude. And so I would have to make my little, you know, my own little dares that I would do, like you know, walk across the field naked, or walk up and get a drink and start talking to somebody naked. And uh, I did. I did smoke some. I smoked a joint while I was there once, and uh, that kind of heightened the the feeling that I was feeling of excitement. Yeah, of course. I I mean, that's what weed does. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, I would smoke. I'd been smoking weed, you know, before then Mm -hmm. when I was, you know, walking around nude outdoors previous times. I was going to ask you real quick, like when you were walking around. Wait, but when you were walking around those woods, did you ever get caught? Did anyone ever see you? Uh, no, but I would sometimes I would see people up on the road or something in the distance, mm-hmm. 
and that was kind of exciting, but, right. they, but they never saw me. Right. Okay. So get back to the I, point. You were just was saying not to go and flash anyone. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. Right. You weren't. It wasn't that. Right. Exactly. So. So you said. You're, let's go back to where you were at in the story. You're like at that nudist place, the new nudist colony, the co-ed one, and you're yeah, you and wanted to dare yourself. I, so I walked to the opposite end of the pool, and I was going to jump in the pool, swim across. So as soon as I jumped in the pool, just all that water around me, the sensation of being high and, you know, having some drinks in me and just being nude in front of people, it just felt so good. And I was the only one in the pool. Mm-hmm. And so I, I swam across and as I was coming out the steps, I just, I noticed how rock hard my nipples were because the water was cool. Right. And as I kept going out, then I noticed how much my cock had shrunk. <laughs> and then I was like, then it hit me. I'm even more exposed now. Like, oh, and invulnerable, kind of like, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to have to walk across all these people, and they're going to see me. And I instantly went flash back to that movie scene when they were both those two women were both nude out in the open and could have been seen. And, right. and it was just a huge turnover. Right. And uh, that's interesting because I would think like the opposite, right? Like a normal person would think, oh, your dick shrunk. You'd be self-conscious that people would see it. But that's like the part that's the part of the turn on for you. So that only added to it, right? It added. Yes, it did. It added to the sense of exposure. Yeah. uh Uh-huh. Because that's what you're into, right? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I purposely walked by these people. You know, who knows if they noticed or not, but it was a turn on for me. Yeah. So several times I got in and out of the water that day just so I could have that effect. And so that was exciting. And Mm -hmm. so um, I went back to the news camp a few other times and uh, I was sitting next to this couple talking to them. And um, a black guy came to the camp. And, you know, I didn't think anything of it until he took his clothes off. And he had the biggest dick that I have ever seen. <laughs> All right. And it was just like, oh, wow. And uh, I noticed that the, the woman that was laying near me, we had been talking, and her husband was there, her attitude changed. Like, I just got a different feeling from her. She and had I noticed, noticed she too. Was talking to this white yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. And. You know, again, I was high and uh, you know, I had been drinking. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to get into the water again. And so I did. And the same, you know, same effect, large nipples, small cock. When I came back to my lounge chair, I purposely stopped in front of this black guy's chair and just started making small talk with him. And just the fact that I was standing there with my cock totally shrunk and his being big, and then with the lady that was next to him that I had been talking to, she she could see, and that was a turn on for me. Right. And uh, yeah, so I you know I would do things like that, and uh, it was just it was so exciting just to be exposed like that, and the, the comparison, and I guess it was a, a little bit of taboo as well, um, you know, in my mind. Yeah, because now you're like sort of flirting with a a guy, right? And you're straight, right? But it, right, there's yeah, that and, added and, thing, you know, and there's the whole interracial aspect of it as well. Uh huh. Added to it, right? And 
So, so I went back a few times to this campground, and I, I met some people, and that's how I started meeting these new walkers, was through people that I met at the campground that lived near me, and then they introduced me to people. Right, and, and you uh, said nude walkers, so, right? I mean, you cut out a little bit there. Nude walkers, right? Yes, the, that's what I call. That's what I call the group, the nude walkers that we. Uh, yeah, I didn't even know this well, whole thing existed I got, I got, like, until I got your email. Good news. Strictly Anonymous podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool, too. Send me an email. Strictly Anonymous podcast at gmail.com. That's Strictly Anonymous podcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, Strictly Anonymous podcast Dot com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too. So you remain anonymous. The number, the website, and the email address will all be in the description. Yeah, I didn't either. This was a whole new group. I just thought it was me that would go out and walk around nude in my backyard. Yeah. Um, so, so you know, through these people at the nudist camp, I met other people. And long story short, we ended up, a group of us ended up meeting and walking across a soccer field. Uh-huh. That was kind of secluded enough. And that was a rush just to be walking. And, you know, and. A lot of people think that you automatically get turned on and you're hard when you're walking like that, but I tend to shrink because there's a sense of nervousness. Uh-huh. You know, with walking around, you know, you're not supposed to, at least for me it is. Yeah, you're and, like uh, on a heightened like alert. That. You like that, right? Because that's yeah, a part of it I, for you. And you just use these thoughts for later when you're home and you get hard with them, right? Exactly, mm-hmm. yes, exactly. Right. And so through these nude walkers, I've met... Um, another person that's, that that has been to this, some of these nudist camps, I, I hadn't met him until he went on a walk with us, and we fun at his house sometimes. And uh, and he is gay, and I kind of I kind of knew that if I was going over to the you know to fun with some of these uh, nude walkers or friends of the nude walkers that I'd met, that you know it's mostly going to be. Uh, Gay, gay men there, which again, uh-huh. I didn't care. Yeah. I just wanted to be nude in front of people. Mm-hmm. Um, turns out that his, his, I'll call him Chris, his boyfriend at the time was black. And so he would be there. And some of his friends were there and they were black. And it was just, again, the size of their cocks was just... It just it added a whole nother level of of being nude and being exposed and a level of excitement. Right. Mm-hmm. And so and, that became like a thing. Now you realize yeah. like that's something that you're into. Exactly. Exactly. And I would see people's, I know they would have other straight guys, straight white guys there. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I could see like one time, me and this one guy were, were stunning news, and this black guy came up and started talking to us. And I could see the guy, the white guy to my left, see him totally like change. Right. And like get more, almost 
act feminine almost. And like the way that he moved and, and how he spoke. And I was just like, oh my God. I was like, oh my gosh. And I'm like, this guy is totally getting, is like coming to business. He's totally it's what? Like, it's hard to, you just got a little hard to understand. He's, he's totally becoming submissive. Right. Mm-hmm. To that big cock, black And like cock. acting more, yeah, acting yeah. more feminine. To Interesting. This, to this black guy. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, we we would go, and I would go over there and sun it you know, throughout the summer. And uh, again, another time I was sunning with, you know, with a group of white guys and some black guys came over. And again, a black guy came over and just started small talk with us. And I noticed a different guy started acting differently. And I was, again, I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, you are becoming submissive. Almost feminine with this black guy standing front. And the black guy turned and started talking to me. And all of a sudden I started feeling this feeling in my stomach. Very similar to that first time that I saw that movie, mm-hmm. you know that that kind of warm butterfly feeling. Yeah. And then I was like, oh my gosh! I was like, I'm I'm starting to get that feeling of submissiveness, and there was nothing I could do about it. Right. And then I noticed that I was acting different, and that I was, you know, like the fact that his cock was so much bigger than mine, I was submissive to him. Mm-hmm. And. I even went so far as to volunteer to get the black guy a drink. And, you know, might not sound very erotic or anything, but in my mind, I was, that was my way of being submissive to serve him to get him a drink. Right. And I just distinctly remember walking to mix the drink, like hoping that pe- other people that were there would see that I was doing that. That was a turn on to me. So interesting. This whole oh, yeah. aspect and, of and that so, yeah. gender bending thing and why, you know, I feel like a lot of people wouldn't put that sort of together, right? Or wouldn't think that that goes down, but it, it does make sense, right? Like you, just that, that black hawk, then you become the submissive and you want to be that and you like would notice other men doing that. You know, I, I feel like a lot of people might not put that together, right? But yeah. And at Chris's place, he has a little outdoor shower. It's basically just a hose to a nozzle, and it's just cold water. And I would purposely go and rinse off so that my cock would shrink even more and my nipples were rock hard and walk around and make small talk with the black guys. Just, you mm-hmm. know, and just walk around so I could be seen. Yeah. And uh, so there have also been some bigger parties that they've had at another person's house that has a swimming pool. And these are, these are a lot bigger than the gatherings at Chris's house, which are you know usually only like seven or eight people. Right. At the, the bigger parties like Memorial Day, Fourth of July, Labor Day, you know there might be I've counted almost a hundred people there. Before. Right, all naked and, and totally uh, co-ed, right? No, it's uh, I'd say ninety-nine percent of it is all is all male. Oh, okay, interesting. And, yeah, and it's, again, I knew that it would be. I had an idea that it would be. Mm-hmm. But again, I just wanted to go where there was new people. And I started over time, I'm really condensing all this, but over time I started noticing that there was definitely a black and white component to these parties. Right. There was an interracial um, thing going on. Yeah. that, um, And overall, the, the, the white guys were considered for lack of a better way to describe it, the, 
the female, the submissives at the party, mm-hmm. and the black guys were were the men. Right. And you know, you would. I didn't see a lot of overt sexual activity, but I mean. You know, I would see some things, you know, it wasn't like, it wasn't an orgy, that's what I'm trying to tell you. But you would see some, you know, some activity. And I was there once, and the white guy sitting next to me was talking to the black guy, and you could see the black guy getting hard. And I, again, my submissive way, I went to offer to get him a drink, and I did, and when I came back, that white guy was on his hands and knees on the lounge chair and was giving this black guy a, a blowjob. <laughs> and this was like yeah. five feet from my chair. Yeah. And so. I'm I surprised that that didn't go on more often. I'm surprised that didn't happen more often. Well, well over time I've seen it more. Right. And noticed okay. it more. Yeah. Um, and so I just sat back in my chair and was, watching this white guy give this black dude a, blo- a blowjob. And at one point during the blowjob, the white guy actually turned and looked at me as he was, you know, sucking his dick. And it was almost like he was inviting me to come over without mm-hmm. saying anything. Right. But I just, you know, I didn't, that wasn't my thing. So I just kind of, uh, you know, sat back and kind of watched. And I was like, the whole time, I'm like, I can't believe I'm watching, you know, this white guy give this, black guy with a huge cock, a bloody dog, six feet away from me. It was, that was like exciting. Yeah. The, the energy. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and a lot, there's a lot of, a lot of pot being smoked, uh, a lot of alcohol. Uh, there's a, there's a drug called Moxie mm-hmm. that we take, that I've taken in small amounts. And that just heightens everything, the Moxie. If you right. take, you don't want to take too much of it because then it's almost like shrooms. Uh huh. And you know, then you're all paranoid. But if you take just a little bit, it's very similar to what I've been told ecstasy is like. Right. But uh, but I've taken that and like my everything is, is very tactile. Your nipples are very. My nipples get hard and they're sensitive. My cock shrinks and it's you know you can feel it's just everything. Every touch is almost like electricity going right. through your body when if you were to touch yourself or anything. It's funny that like the you have the opposite, uh, even when you're just sunning yourself, right? You're not in the pool. It's interesting that you, the shrinkage thing happens when you're kind of turned on, right? Even when you're so, not in the pool. Yeah. Well, so what I call it is like, I'm turned on internally. Yeah. But I'm still, there's still, I've always this sense of nervousness. And I mean, I think if I were to, to really start, if I were to start playing myself, I would get hard. I'll rinse off with a, with a cold hose or jump in the pool. Yeah. So that I, you know, stay, stay small. Right. And, okay. Uh, and I, I found that over time that I do that more and more because of the, the energy that are there, you know, the whole interracial aspect of it. And you know, the attention that I get too is, is that's another thing. Um, you know, when I'm, when I'm there and high, I'll, I'll purposely get into the pool and swim across and walk across the side of the pool where, you know, there'd be a bunch of people standing there and a lot of them black guys just so that they see me. Right. And, uh, you know, that's a, that's a turn on. And Chris, he's, he's there. And I've met some other guys, you know, since then, but they notice that I do that. And so, you know, it's kind of a known thing, you know, within them. And, uh, um, you know, again, I do these little dares and, uh, you know, With I, yourself. I have a joint. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, 
well, the first time it happened, um, it wasn't there. They they wanted to know if I wanted you know a hit off a joint, if I wanted a shotgun. I don't know if you know what a shotgun is. Yeah. Where somebody puts, you, know, you do, you put the joint in your mouth and you blow out, and then another person has their mouth at the end of the joint and you blow the smoke in their mouth. Mm-hmm. Well, um, one of the black guys was blowing the smoke into Chris's mouth. He's you know, he's a, a white guy. And it was my turn. Of course, you have to get close. And when I did, his dick, his tip of his dick touched mine. Mm-hmm. And the, the electricity, I mean, because I wasn't expecting that. And that plus smoking, and then, you know, in my head, I'm like, oh, my God, his dick touched mine. Yeah. That, became, that was a turn on as well. And, you know, over time, sometimes I'll, again, dare myself, I've gotten a joint for Chris and gone over and asked if anybody wanted a shotgun so I could do that so that chance that that might happen. Right. And would it happen all the time or was it like it never happens again? uh, Sometimes it does. Mm -hmm. Um, I've I've gotten to the point now that I, I can almost make it happen. You know, I've, I've kind of gotten, I know how to do it to where, you know, I purposely make it so that their dicks touch mine. Yeah. And, um, one time that I really got turned on before I did that, I was talking to this black guy, and I had just come out of the pool, and I noticed that his cockhead, just his cockhead, was almost as big as my dick. And that was a huge turn on to me. And so I, I walked over, like, again, I was... I was walking like a, you know, in my mind, like a woman, walking submissive, back to Chris's to pick up a joint. And he knew exactly why I was there to do it, to get it. Right. And uh, and I even like, I kind of knew that some people were watching me give this guy, black guy, a shotgun, and that was kind of a turn on. Well, it was a turn on. Um, just having them see me, and I just. Again, it made me feel even more like exposed, and I love that. Right. So, have you ever hooked up yeah. with a guy? At, did any of these situations ever turn out like you know where there was like a dick in your mouth? <laughs> no. Um, um, I was going to tell you this. Uh, another time I was there again. A lot of people were on Moxie, right? And um, and just just turned on just being there dude, is just a turn on and I was walking around you know showing off and I was really getting like just turned on I was like all right I need to come over and take a shower or rinse off and cool off and just kind of take a breather and I was going toward the shower there's these two white guys on a big blanket and I had seen one of I knew one of them I'd seen him before and uh Oh, let me back up. Um, I was at the pool once, and I heard somebody go, hey, I know you. And it was somebody that I had worked with years ago. I didn't work. We worked at the same company in totally different departments. And it was like turning around that we were both standing there nude at this big pool party Mm -hmm. where we're essentially the women. That was, you know, he he didn't even remember my name. He just barely remembered my face. Right. And uh, so, yeah, and so I, that was, you know, kind of exciting. But, 
anyway, as I'll, I'll get back to what I was talking about earlier, uh, I was walking to, to, to rinse off the cool off, and I saw these two guys on a blanket, and I had, I had talked to one of them before, and they were eating strawberries and whipped cream on the blanket. And they asked me if I wanted some, and, I, and they had a joint there, too, and I was like, well, at least I'll take a hit off this joint. So I sat down in Indian style, so we're all in like a little triangle facing each other. And it was kind of windy. And as one of them on my left, basically on my left, he was doing the whipped cream, and the whipped cream kind of blew and hit. It hit what? Are you, I can't, you just went, you just checked out. What did it hit? Your whipped cream started it whipped, me. whipped you in the face? It blew, and, and a little bit of it like landed on my chest, mm-hmm. near my nipple, my left nipple. And the guy on the right side, he reached over with his two fingers and like kind of, kind of got it off and licked the whipped cream off of his fingers. That right. was kind of shocking. And so I turned to my turned to my right to look at him. Then I feel something on my nipples, and the guy on the left he had reached <laughs> over and was licking on my nipples. Right, the whipped cream off. And then uh-huh. when I turned to look at him, the other guy went to my other nipple and was licking it. And that that was not what I was anticipating at all. And so I kind of, I backed off. I kind of leaned back a little bit because I'm still sitting uh, cross-legged. And I was like, I I tried to play it off. I was like, well, this is too early for me for that because it's still early in the afternoon. And, uh, I mean, you know, they were were fucked up too. Yeah. But so I was able to get get away with that. And... So that was a, that was the first thing that something close happened. Uh, uh, so I went and rinsed off, and I'm still kind of turned on, but I was like, "Oh my god, what just happened?" And I walked to the, I walk around to the opposite side of the pool from where my chair is, and I'm just kind of standing there, just trying to take all this in. They're on moxie, high, drink, just naked. And uh, a friend of Rick Sebastian comes up, and he saw that, and so. He made some comments, and uh, he told me to meet him back over at his his chair. But he wanted me to walk the long way in front of the black guys, right? And so I did it, and that so that was an act of submissiveness for me. So I did that, and when I got around, there's like a little like a a cafe table where you stand, and so he was standing there. And he he just had this look like like he knew that I was like turned on, and uh, he had a bottle of baby oil, and so he was like rubbing it on himself, talking to me, mm-hmm. and he was basically like he goes, "Oh, I guess, how did you like walking past the you know black guys?" And I was like, "Oh, it was, it was amazing. Did you like showing off your small cart, don't you?" And I started getting more like oh, that feeling in my stomach, butterflies. I was like, you know, yes. And uh, next thing I know, he had pulled baby oil on his hands and was rubbing my chest with them. And he made a comment about how hard my nipples were. Mm-hmm. And so he, he, rubbed my, he rubbed my front of my shoulders, my chest, down to my thighs, and... He said, he goes, I've been waiting to, goes, I've been waiting for this for a long time. Oh, wow. So then the, he, put uh-huh. baby oil, he put baby oil on his hands and then he 
like at my my abdomen and rubbed all the way down and hand covered my dick. And he rubbed baby oil on it. And then he grabbed my hand and he led me to back to his lounge chair. And he said, turn over, let me get your backside. So I, again, my everything is spinning. So I roll over, I'm on my back or on my stomach. And he totally rubs down my legs, my butt, my back, shoulders, arms, and I'm covered in baby oil. And But he doesn't try anything other right. than that. Just uh, touching so he, it, right. Mm-hmm. He, gets, he touched it once yeah. just to, to so, lube it up, right? <laughs> yeah, and, mm-hmm. or maybe just to see my reaction. Now, no. Yeah. Believe me, I've been played, this has been played out in my brain after, after this happened. Yeah. Many times. So now... We're just sitting there in the lounge, or laying down in the lounge chair now. He's on one, I'm on the other, because he had gotten up and gotten on another one. I am covered in baby oil. This is, this is what my brain does. I'm here naked, covered in baby oil, at this pool party that we, the white guys, are considered the feminine right. part of this group. And it was just, I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. Um, so then Sebastian gave me a joint and said, why don't you go pick out, you know, a black guy and, or, you know, or two or three and see if they want a shotgun. And, you know, I've never done it covered in baby oil before. Yeah. And so I did, I, I got the joint and I walked over and I, I, mean, I, could, I was, told, I was, I was a female that day. I was playing the female role. Right. And I realized that and I got kind of gone. And I walked over, and I started, you know, talking to some, and you know, I made small talk, and then I found two guys that had, essentially I picked out the black guy that had the two biggest dicks that were close to each other. All right. And I asked if they wanted a, asked if they wanted a shotgun. I gave each one of them a shotgun, and the, the first guy our dicks touched. Um, the second guy our dicks touched, but he knew what I was doing. And he took his head, and when he blew it out, I started to back off a little bit. I kind of took my shoulders, and he's like, "Hold on, I want another one." But the whole time he's doing this, he is rubbing the tip of his dick against mine. Oh wow! And so I'm just, I'm just standing there, waiting for him to take another hit while he is totally, you know, putting his cock on mine, and I am so turned on. Right. So we, we do another one, and like two guys come up and start because they want they now they want some of the pot, and so I gave them the joint, the white guys the joint, and I walked back because I was like, whoa, this I was not this was not what I I knew I knew that I would that our cocks would touch because that's why I went over there to get the shotgun, but I didn't realize that this the second black dude would really know what I was doing and then like actually stop me. And while I waited while he was doing that, while his dick was touching by it. I mean, it was almost like he had a plan for me. Right. Mm-hmm. And that was, I, that kind of, that was a turn on, but it was not my thing. And it was a little too much for me. And thank goodness those two white guys came over and I gave them the joint and I let them, you know, do whatever. And so I kind of slipped back and then kind of walked back to my house chair. And when I did, I looked in the pool, and the guy that I used to work with, he was he was there. 
he saw everything. And he was just kind of looking at me. And it just, just knowing that he saw I was a colonel. Yeah, that's your thing and for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's just, you know, it was, that, that was probably one of the most turned on that I've ever been. Right. And, uh, of course, when I was dri- when I was driving home from that party, oh my! I was playing with myself so so bad. Um, right, because you never jerk off like at away. those parties, right? Like you're never doing it when you're there. I don't. Right. I don't because I don't want to. To me, that's like almost like an open invitation mm-hmm. for somebody. To, right. I mean, I personally think there's enough open. I mean, I'm walking around naked, covered in baby oil. To me, that's an invitation, but if I start playing with myself, I think that's really, like, there's no doubt about that. hmm And uh, so that's why I, was, I mentioned about the gender bending. You know, it all led from that one movie scene that I saw when I was, like, 12 years old. Yeah, right. But it's funny so, because, like, a lot of those other guys yeah. probably never saw that video, but they seem to do the same thing. So it must be, you know, something that sort of exists within that kind of fetish, right? If you're like a, you know, it, it there's got to be other yeah. people like you, right? Of course. That's the great thing about the internet. We all think oh, yeah, we're the yeah. only ones. And then you go online and you're like, there's exactly. tons of people, right? The walkers, like quote unquote, like you said, at first, like you would like, like to walk around, dude. I would think if I like to do that, I would think I was the only one too. But it turns out, I mean, like I said, when I didn't even know that there was like nude walking and like, if that was a thing, but Turns out when you I got your email, I heard of it, and now you're saying like there was tons of other people that liked it too, right? And that gender bending, oh, while yeah. naked, wanting to be seen, that whole specific thing that you have, there's other people out there that have it too. Yeah. And um the Chris, he's the guy that has the house that doesn't have the pool, the smaller get togethers, you know, in between the bigger parties at this this other guy's house has a big pool and it's private. Um, he's had some days when it's just white guys there and he wants, he, he calls it just a day for the girls. That's what he refers to it. Right. So, you know, I just, I just go just the sun and, you know, depending on how much pot I smoke, uh, sometimes, um, well, I will say this sometimes, uh, if like any black guys come over to pick up to get pot or smoke pot, and they end up stripping nude. I definitely notice a change with people, including myself, that it, it kind of reverts to the submissive part. Mm-hmm. And then if one of the black guys leave, or if they leave, we still stay in that role. And it's oh, almost like it's, mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, I, I think ultimately, again, I, this was two or three seasons of putting all this together. I think that uh, Chris and Sebastian, what they're trying to do is get white guys that are straight or maybe curious and give them it's a, maybe it's a challenge to them to convert them over to to suck a black guy's dick mm-hmm. um, that's just kind of my thing uh, that's what I think is happening because um, Chris they've never hit on me or anything before I've never seen them hit on the other white guys I think they're the they're kind of the go between between the black guys and then the straight straight white guys or curious white guys. Right. Or maybe they're um, just that's their thing. I, like that's what they're into. It just seems like it it could be very specific, right? Or and tailored to like w- how somebody is made up, right? Like maybe 
they're not even trying to get someone to suck someone well, off. Like maybe they just like to see the gender bending. Maybe they like to see that shift in energy. Maybe they just like to see black guys yeah. and white guys hanging around <laughs> naked. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I know. I know that that when when that submissive part uh, excitement kicks in for me, yeah, that it almost taps another section of erotica in my body that I didn't know was there. What do you mean? And uh, like, I just it's just I didn't know that that was something that I could that that I could participate in or see or or think about that would get me excited. Right. Uh huh. Mm hmm. Um. Yeah. And so I know, so it's like, now I recognize it, that it's there. And it's funny, it's only, it's, if I'm walking around normal, and like a black guy passes me, whatever, I, this doesn't even cross my mind. It's only very specific when I'm there and nude and in that setting. And they have a bigger dick than you. I mean, it, if a black guy came and he had a regular sized dick, would it do it for you? Isn't it also like the size of it as well on some level? Say that again. Like, isn't isn't it like if, okay? If a black guy comes to the party and there's only one black guy and he his dick is like as big as yours or just like average, do you have the, does it have the same effect or? Um, it doesn't. No. Right. So I mean, it, it's, it's still, also the fact that they have a really big dick. There. Yeah. Yeah. It's also the size, think, right, of the, the like big black cock, yeah. right? Isn't that BBC? Isn't that a term like big black cock? It's a it's that's a part of it, because without that, it's not just the interracial thing. It's about what really makes you exactly. feel submissive is the fact that it, he's so much larger than you. Correct. Mm-hmm. Correct. And, you know, and again, I still think I still think it's a tab- the interracial thing is, a, is somewhat of a taboo. Some, you know, of course. Right. Um, mm-hmm. It's all of it together. Yeah. I and what and like like sometimes I, it's funny that I I keep pushing these I call them my own little dares slash boundaries. Um, this one guy who was he was straight. He he and I were talking, and he and talking. You know, he he made it clear that he was there just for the nudity, and kind of, you know, kind of like you know, how I was, and. uh so anyway, so we're you know we're swimming and we're at the pool, and uh, this black guy comes up and then and Chris is with him. This is another black dude. Mm-hmm. Um, we get we're in the pool and um, me, Chris, and this other white guy are in the pool, and the black guy comes up and he's talking to us, and he, of course he's nude, and you know we're high, we're on moxie, have been drinking some alcohol, and. You know, I'm, I'm, I start, this is after I've realized the submissive state that I've gotten in before. And so I can't, I really wasn't paying attention because I was just enjoying being in the water and being nude. So I wasn't really paying attention to what they were saying. But the long of the conversation was is that uh, the black guy wanted a drink. And Chris made a comment. This is what I heard specifically what he said is, all right, whoever has the smaller cock gets the drink hmm. and I heard that and then and everybody just kind of me and Chris and the other white guys kind of with each other and all of a sudden this rush of erotic energy in my stomach just went to my chest and I, I, I was kind of squatting down waiting in the water and I stood up 
and the water was like around my thigh, lower lower thighs. And I said, looking at this black guy, oh, I guess that's me. Mm-hmm. And I walked up the steps to get him a drink. And oh my, just the fact that I admitted that was so hot to me. And when I came back, uh, that other white guy was sucking the black guy's dick. And so with my right hand, I handed the black guy his drink. And then with my left hand, I handed it to the other guy who was uh, who was sucking his dick. And then the black guy took that guy's drink or took it from his hand. And he, he looked down at him and said, do you want a taste of this? Do you want a drink? And the guy, you know, kind of quit sucking his dick and was like, yes. The black guy put his dick in the drink and gave it to him. Oh, my God. And, yeah, and so, and he didn't even drink that. He just went straight to the black guy's dick after that. Of course. And then, black guy got the drink back, yeah, got the drink from him and handed it to me. Because here you go, you have it. Oh, and interesting. Mm-hmm. What a turn on for I you. I was so turned on. Yes, and I, dr- I took a sip out of it. <laughs> of course. And I, wanted, and I was just, oh yeah. And as I was walking back, I was, I was, this guy had exerted so much power over that white guy, and I guess me too. But I was walking back, and I'm like, that guy, he owes me. Like, he owes me. Right, and you and like that. I got him drinks. I got him drinks all day long, and I showed off for him. And that that white guy sucked his dick. I don't know how many times that afternoon. Probably I saw him do it three or four times. Oh my god! And yeah, and I remember you know during that whole day laying next to the white guy after all this had happened. During the course of the day, I'm like, oh my god! I was like, he totally made you his bitch. And then I'm like, well, I think this is all to myself. I'm like, well. You drink, you know, you drink that drink after he puts his dick in it, you know, what does that make you? And then that is just, it was just eternal. Right. You like to be the bitch too, but your boundaries are like, you don't really go, like you don't fool around with them, but you just like to, to, I haven't, you haven't yet. Let me um, ask you this I've, though. I Do have, you have noticed over time? Yeah. Go ahead. No, keep finishing your thought and then I'll ask my questions. No, you, I've noticed that I, you know, it's just funny there that I've caught myself just staring at a black guy's dick before. Just, you know, Do you think you'll ever wind up putting it in your mouth? I I don't know. Um, I feel like you get more turned on. I never... No, but I feel like in a weird way, you keeping it as like the way that you keep it, it just keeps you on edge. And like, that's a part of the turn on almost not having it. You know what I mean? I don't know that it's like, it's like that foreplay that just lasts for so long. You kind of like teasing yourself of something that you want and you don't give it to yourself. Right. Yeah. That maybe if you did have it, it would, I mean, you, then you'd have a new boundary and maybe you could, you know, push it in different directions to get yourself horny. But I feel like. You know, that's a part of, of, like, not having it in your mouth is a part of the turn on, right? Because it's always like this thing that's there that could maybe happen. Yeah. And I do know that uh, Chris and Sebastian are just like, they're, I don't say they're waiting, but they're, they just, 
you know, that's why they keep inviting me because I guess they think that at some point it'll happen. Right, and they're waiting for that. But maybe a part of their turn on is like the anticipation and the fact that it hasn't, right? Like those all you're all sort of doing the same thing, right? Let me ask you this because I know like I mean you're like in your forties, right? How old are you now? Mid forties. Mid forties, right? And you're you consider you're you're a straight guy, right? Like have you been married? Are you married? Are you in relationships? Like what's what's your regular life look like? Um, I I was married when, in my 20s uh, and then divorced, married about seven years, and then I dated off and on. Um, currently, before this pandemic, I had this girl that I've been having sex with, uh, you know, several times a week. But ever since the pandemic, that has shut down. But did, so like, you do this currently. through all your relationships and stuff? This is like a secret thing, right? Nobody knows about your, like... I'm assuming well, no one in so, your yeah. So well, the last, the last. So when I was married, I definitely she knew that I enjoyed being nude outside. Yeah, but she didn't know that I enjoyed you know walking around at nighttime in the backyard. Yeah, oh my god. Oh, uh, she didn't know that. Did your neighbors yeah, know? I mean, and that's I not mean, why we. That, yeah. No, I don't think so because I always do. It, I always do it at nighttime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, um, after the divorce, um. That's when I started uh, thinking more about going to the nudist camps or looking for the nudist camp and taking these walks. Right. Um, uh huh. Was after divorce because I had free time. You know, maybe during certain dry spells of having sex, maybe this was a way to release sexual energy. Yeah. And um, so, through your relationship so, since her, did you would you do this stuff on the side without them knowing? Um. No. It's always when. When I was in between, right? Okay. Now, I haven't really had a steady girl, uh, girlfriend in the last probably two years mm-hmm. or three years. Mm-hmm. I've messed around and you know and had fun with you know several, but not nothing steady. Right. And, and it's, it's it's weird because when I when I'm with a woman and I'm hard, I'm you know I'm probably slightly bigger than average. It's just when I'm walking around, that's when I tend to really shrink. And right. I, I looked up Boxy, the drug Boxy, and I think it it's kind of like, uh, you know, uh, if you take uh, bath or amphetamine, that makes your, your cock shrink a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so I think Boxy has that same effect on the, I think it has to do with the blood vessels. Oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think the Boxy helps even more with the small, small cocks. Yeah, you know, I really thought like, you know, it's so interesting. I love to get on a call with like a total stranger, right? That's what I do with my show and then just like learn about their lifestyle, right? I'm naturally curious, so I never really prepare anything. I never really know what I'm in for coming in. But a lot of times I have assumptions based on the email, you know, when I got your email, I'm like, oh, this is going to be sort of like that whole nudie world that I was used to or that I saw, right? Like on the beach and everything. But it turned out to be a totally different thing and, you know, like, and a topic, I you know, the nudity topic would be new too, but also this whole small dick turn on thing is like something I've really never heard about. I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of emails from people being like, oh, I have that too, right? Of course. Um, and so it's super interesting to hear like your experience and, and I guess that would be considered a fetish, right? Like that aspect of it, you know, because I've never heard that before from anybody. 
Yeah, I I didn't know either. So maybe it is sort of like a fetish, but I mean, there's there's plenty. Yeah, they seem these bigger parties where there's you know I've seen I've seen a hundred people there before, or around a hundred. I'm, I'm estimating. I mean, there's plenty of plenty, there's always more white guys there than black guys, and I didn't know that there's so many black guys that are on the you know that, that are into that on the side. I don't know if it's a power thing for them or what, or you know. Yeah, maybe, they're, maybe they're I'm the sure doms. Are, you're are the, gay. yeah, they're the doms. You're the subs. I think that there's probably all different kinds of people. Like, like, look, you're like sort of, you don't, you don't cross the boundary of like ever really doing anything like fooling around with them, but you do sort of teeter on there. And there's probably like people that are like you, and yeah. then people that do want to get their dick sucked, but they're like the ones that show up there are the ones that are dominant, and the what you know the white guys that show up are tend to be more submissive. But I'm sure out you know in other places you you find the black guys who are subs right and the white guys who are doms but in those kinds of situations it must yeah yeah yeah, but in maybe like within you know coupled with what you guys all like it seems like most of you tend to take on the the roles that you take on right where the white guys are the subs and the black guys are the doms right in your world and right yeah yeah Especially, yes, at these parties, and um, and they're know, specific parties all together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Um, before I put it again, this is over like three years. I kind of put this all together. Yeah. Who knows that you know they could have the black guys and other white guys could have seen me as a sub before I even realized it. Yeah, and I'm sure yeah, that people listening either. to this, maybe that are into this on some level, maybe they don't go to nudie parties, but they're like into that kind of porn or they're, they, you know, they like to be seen someplace in a bookstore, you know, and, and they see a black cock and it makes them feel feminine. Maybe now they're going to put it together. You know what I mean? Like I said, it's so interesting that you could put that together because I think a lot of people haven't. Look, it took you a long time, right, to do it, to really figure that out. So I feel like people listening now, maybe you're going to put that together for them as well. And I think it doesn't have to be just in the nudist world. I think maybe that is going down in other places too. It's it's interesting, that whole thing of like being, because I've heard a lot of guys say that they want to, when they get interested in them, they don't think they're bi because when they're interested in a man or when they want to be with a man, they feel like a woman with a man. They don't feel like a man with a man, right? You know, and, and you know, and, and there's that submissive thing. I guess the woman is looked at as submissive, so you're a submissive. So it just, it ties into a lot of other things. And I feel like people will take from this, not just people who are nudists, right? But other people who are subs maybe right. or gender bending, right? It's all that kind of stuff together. And like I said, I thought this right. would be it's just mostly about the nudist thing, but it, this other thing is like even more interesting, you know? Yeah. Now I have gone to the, to this nudist camp. That's about two hours from my house Yeah. while still going to these parties all at the same time. And when I go there, it's more about the nudist. It's not, there's not a sexual, for me, there's not a sexual element. To yeah. It. Yeah. It's, you're just naked and you're enjoying being free. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I want to make sure there's a distinction between, because a lot of people think that if you go to a nudist camp, that it's all sex and all that. And it, no, but there's an like undercurrent. Pool, but, yeah. but there's an undercurrent. I remember when we oh, went. There, there is. Yeah, there's a whole world. It's a nudie world. And I think like you had mentioned this and you said this really early on when you first went, I guess it was maybe more to the co-ed one that you don't see, like it's not like one big fucking orgy, but you kind of get that maybe there is some 
sex going on here or there because there is you're going to like at some point during the day you're going to get a little horny just like you would on a regular day right and if you happen to be naked you know oh, yeah. it's it's very easy to go do your thing and like when I was went to the nude beach a couple of times that I went what I took from it is like there's this whole nudie world these people are all super open to being but they're also open sexually and like you know it does probably lead to other things at other times but it doesn't necessarily mean that everybody's like like you said having a big fucking orgy right but i think those people tend to be a little bit more open sexually maybe and stuff goes down at some point right we would have couples that come over and talk to us and i'm like oh they're gonna they want us to get down you know we went off on a section of the beach and had sex like you know there were things that you just do just because like i said you're naked and you're kind of horny but you know, that happens regularly anyway, right? It could happen at a regular beach. Right. Exactly. Nudists are people, and people have sexual desires, no matter if you're a nudist or not. So it's part of it. It's not solely being, an, it's not solely an aspect of being a nudist, but it's part of it just like everyday life. Yeah. And I have to say, like, I think, like, I never... I, I I had never been to a nudist beach. It was my guy that was into it and brought me with him. But I remember when I first got naked there, I was like, oh, there was a turn on. There was something about people seeing me that turned me on. Right. And there it, just for like a second, I was like, you know, because after a while you get used to it and it's comfortable, you know, but there was that sort of that's the exhibitionist in you. Right. Like or in me. And I think that maybe sometimes you don't even know that you yeah. have that or you're into that. And, you know, it until you sort of experience it right and there's a lot of stuff that goes into that but that's a whole different uh podcast i thought like i said i thought it was going to be much more geared to all of that but it turned out to be this whole other world that you live in that exists out there i wonder how many other people are going to email me and be like oh we have those parties where we live because it's not like it, it can't just be in your area right these things must be going down in other places i have to wrap it up now so i'm just wrapping it up but it's just so sure it is like uh like I said, if you're doing it, other people are, and I'm sure I'm going to hear from those people and people are going to be emailing me about it, you know? It's, yeah. Well, it, I was shocked that other people like to walk around outside nude out, you know? Yeah, the, the walkers. I thought I was the only one. And yeah. It, it kind of led, I met some other people who did it and it kind of led to, to this whole thing. Yeah. And the whole thing about shrinkage and wanting to be looked at and wanting like, I mean, for some guy, a guy to say like, whoever has the smallest dick gets to get me. And you're like, it's me. Like, I mean, normally that's like the opposite, right? Nobody would ever want to cop to that. But in oh, this world, I was, I was so turned on when, I, yeah. when he said that and I stood up. It's like I was admitting to it. I was like, you know. Yeah, it's crazy to hear, right? Probably for people that don't have this fetish. But, you know, as crazy as it is, for me, it's interesting as a curious person. Like, I find that interesting because I would never know that that exists, right? And that's what this, what this whole episode was more about. You know, it's like, it's so fascinating. And it's even, like I said, fascinating that it took you like so many years to sort of put that together. And I think what's really great is that you're going to help other people put that together and make sense of like the stuff that they're into. Right. Um, so anyway, thanks for calling in and explaining all that. Well, thank you. Uh, I hope I, it's kind of a, I threw a lot out there, but I hope that, uh, you know, it kind of made some sense. Yeah, no, totally. It did. And like I said, I think you're going to make the light bulb go off for other people. And it's a topic that I've never had. So it's always great. So I'll keep you posted of when I'm going to air it. Right. But thanks so much for calling in and sharing your story. Again. All right. Bye. Well, thank you very much. You're welcome. Bye. Uh-huh. Bye.
Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.